Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the ACC Panic Room alongside Lauren Brownlow. I'm Joe Obias. Lauren, we've got games to talk about this weekend in the ACC, but there's two topics that are off the field that we have to address, and I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you today. You know why? Yes, I do know why. You 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 went on a you went on a tweet you went on a tweet thread, <sighs> and about you know being better, better discourse in the rivalries and the schools well, that you went to and everything else. Interestingly, it was actually a response to Julio's column that got me thinking that way because, yeah. and you know, you do, you do know this about me to be fair, that I've always been anti-snobbery, especially mm-hmm. by any local football program in our yeah. city, any football program in the state has no room to talk to any of the others about much of anything. About, I, like, I'm, we're better I'm with you. Okay. You're better. Like, okay. You're better than Duke. Great. Mate. Yeah, probably. But like, you know what I mean? Like you don't have any right to act superior to anybody else it's like a football program and it got me thinking a little bit about like the fan policing that goes on around here and the way that you know the word walmart fan is used and so i just wanted to point out that hey you know that might be a touch classes not everybody goes to college people still grow up in this state are they not allowed to pick a team and you know i mean i have my own state friends telling me they're not sure teaching their kids to root for state is the right thing so i don't want any of them to tell me that they would judge a person who has no who can pick you know that like why just it's exhausting so it's like i get where it comes from and i get that some of it is like good-natured ribbing and stuff i just don't love that particular word that's fine um, because i think it you know, it's a place where poor people shop. That's the implication. I know some people are saying, well, it's just because you can get shirts there when you keep changing your teams. And I'm like, who would they change their team to? Yeah. They, yeah. Maybe they don't wear the stuff as often, but I mean, why would you? I, 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 I'm not wearing Panther stuff because I don't want to talk about it. I would say it's not that serious, but... I know, okay. and that's fair. Okay, just, and, that's where, yeah. and that's where we are, and that's where we are with Drake May. I know, I know. That's why it's I was like, I basically serious. just got dunked on by this, and that's fantastic. It's not that serious, okay? I'll, I'll take my poster and move on. It's fine. <laughs> fine. So Drake May, they're getting ready to take on uh, Notre Dame this weekend, and somebody had asked him a question. The context is always important here, and and you know, they're talking about his start here at North Carolina, and you know, he could have been he he, he was committed to Alabama. He decides to go to Carolina. He's he's a legacy too. You know, his brother Luke May, basketball player. He's got his own. He's got his own history with uh, with Carolina basketball, big shots against Kentucky, all and that stuff. And with NC State, although he never said which, anything like that. Which we'll get to that in a second because I think it's important. His dad was quarterback for the Tar Heels as well. So he was, he's talking about, yeah, you know, it's Carolina. You know, you grow up being a Carolina guy. Like a, What he said is actually pretty true. Like most people grow up being Carolina fans, basketball, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yes. And that most people end up being like a, like a Carolina fan. And then and they, with Duke if they pick Duke, they're not going the cla- to do football games. And, and, and he hit him, and he Most hit everybody with the, and he hit state fans with the classic trope of, well, you know, because he didn't get to Carolina, he went to state. Ah, whatever. 
Like it's it's a it's that's as tired a trope as Dave yeah. Dorn several years ago talking about fish belts. Okay, but people understand. <laughs> to be fair, his set was way more elaborate at the setup, but whatever. <laughs> I know it was. It, it it took too long to get to the punchline on that one, but that's neither here nor there. My point is that these are classic tropes that are thrown back and forth in the rivalry, and it's not that serious. He says this, and a state fan's going to respond with, well, you know, 18 years of cheating, UNC cheat, you know, blah, 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 right? It's all part of the rivalry fabric, and I have zero issues with it. Yeah. What I do have an issue with is Drake May being put in a position where he had to apologize. He has nothing to apologize for for what he said because – and this is, by the way, this is twice now where UNC has essentially put people in a position where they've had to apologize for rivalry talk because we're not that far removed from Courtney Bangart, the women's basketball coach. I had separate issues with the way that she presented it, but ultimately it's not that people Also, she's force... an adult, to be fair. She's like... an adult, exactly. <laughs> she's not a 19-year-old. I did some weird stuff as a 19-year-old student too. <laughs> like, but, but actually the Courtney Bangart, the, the issue that I had with Courtney Bangart is what do you know about this state-Carolina rivalry? especially when you're talking in a way that doesn't really jive with what the history between your program and Westmore's program has been since you got here, as in you've talked your talk and then you've been put down by the women's basketball, by, by, uh, by NC State's team with the yeah. little gym and all that stuff. Drake comes at it from an actual world of experience, why it's important yeah. to bring up his brother, his dad. You brought up Luke May owning NC State. You telling me that this kind of stuff wasn't discussed, you know, in family settings. So if Drake May wants to do a little eh, 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 at, at NC State, hey, man, I'm all for it. I think it's great that this happens and he shouldn't have to apologize for it. I mean, my mom went to Carolina and she she always raised me to not say go to hell Duke. She 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 was like, we don't say that here first. She said, especially not at football games. But you go know. to hell state, right? And that's the era she grew up in, too. Which gets to another interesting part that I think Carolina fans who are watching this panic room are not going to like. And maybe you can speak to this, Lauren. For a school that apparently is not relevant to Carolina fans, for a school that is not the rival, blah, 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 blah. Carolina fans sure do love just bringing state up non sequitur. Like out of nowhere. Like why stay why is State catching strays this week when you're playing Notre Dame? That's the part that I love. I love it. I love it. It's just like, yeah, that's the thing too, is like as a selfishly, i it's exhausting because now my mentions fill up from both sides with the same jokes. And I'm just like, Am I supposed to react to this? Like yeah. i you know how many times I've seen some version of this? Right. Like, okay, cool. Right. I'm can I mute is there I wish there were a hashtag so I can mute it. Because, like, <laughs> unless you're going to give me some original content, which cool, then, you know, maybe that's something different. But, like, yeah. it's just – and that's the thing. I've grown up my whole life hearing the back and forth, too, and it's exhausting. It's just, like, maybe I'm, maybe it's because I have long COVID. Maybe it's because I'm old. Maybe it's both. But I'm just, I like – I think I think it's – I think you just hit on it. You're old. I think that's the I know. reason why. It's like, can we move on? Like, can we do better no, with we the can't. insults? It's- well, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny. Like the insults basically are passed down from generation to generation. It's like, how does every elementary kid, every elementary school kid, understand the other version to Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? How does that happen? Yeah, it's passed down. Right? It's like has passed down. It's like how you know, you know, 
you know what I'm referencing with the I'm not ready to I'm, sing I'm Christmas songs yet. I'm teaching my kid the, the Jingle Bell alternate Jingle Bells. Oh, jing, Jingle Bells, Jingle uh, Jingle Bells, Batman smells. Robin laid an egg. Yeah, that one. We'll go with the FCC friendly version of that. That's cool. Anyway, the other uh, the other news uh, within the ACC that's off the field is that the headquarters are moving. Finally, we get the news that the ACC headquarters are moving from Greensboro to Charlotte. This is largely a symbolic. What? That was such what? a shocker. So... I had no idea. I'm what? so shocked. Why? 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 How much? Please. I don't actually. I do and don't want to know how much was spent on a consulting firm or whatever. Oh, easily, easily six figures. Easily six figures on that. It just must be nice. That's all. Yeah, I know, right? We're in the we're in the wrong line of work. We should get out of the, the panic room business. And if I were them, I'd be trying to save a little bit, but who am I to judge? Well, if you want to save money, you would go remote work and not have an office, but that's neither here nor there. So they're moving to Charlotte. I understand why they're moving to Charlotte uh, as the fabric of the league has changed over. But to your point, can you can you just say, can you just say, I just wanted Jim Phillips to say, I don't want to hear about data points. I don't want to hear about synergies aligning and our brand and Charlotte's. What is Charlotte's brand? Like, come on, like how, how these things align and all this other stuff. Spare me that stuff. Just say that it's an easier airport with direct flights and we already do everything in Charlotte and we're kind of sick and tired of picking up everything from Greensboro. Yeah. A, you know, like X no, amount of times good. a year and yeah. going to Charlotte to do all of our stuff. And they have to so pay for all that travel too. So it's definitely a long-term savings. Like whoever they're sending from the league office, they have to pay for them to travel. Like, yeah. yeah. All no, right. I'm so curious. to actual, um, to actual football, it only took nine minutes to, uh, to get to actual football in this week's uh, midweek panic room. Let's we'll start with the Carolina Notre Dame game. This is a physics lesson. Lauren, you've got you've you've got this offense that's pretty freaking good for the Tar Heels, uh, and you got a defense at Notre Dame that's pretty good. But on the flip side of that, you got an offense in Notre Dame that's not very good, going up against a, a, a defense that's also not very good. So physics happens here. What's going to give in uh, in the in the Notre Dame UNC game? That's a good question. I mean, it certainly intrigues me more than it did you know a week or so ago. So I mean. I'm interested. I, I have no idea, to be honest with you. Like, Carolina's coming off a bye, so that, I guess, helps somewhat for them to get healthy. I know they just lost a defensive back uh, that had some assault charges, so you definitely don't want to lose any of those, especially one of the yeah. ones with experience. But, like, can Notre Dame even complete a long pass? We don't know that. So it's, like, I, it's hard for me to say, but will Notre Dame be able to just line up and run down Carolina's throw. That would be my bigger concern. Like, yes. yeah, they're going to hit, you know, they may or may not hit their pass plays, but that's how they beat them a few years ago was what? They they ran the ball down the field methodically, and that was that. Like, that's how they did it. And uh, eventually, by the end of the game, Carolina's defense was worn out. And yes. they put up a good fight in that game. I remember being impressed with how they played, but it just, you know, they, they got worn down. And could Notre Dame do that again if, if Carolina can't get off the field on third down? Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I have a good way to predict that. The defense had time to figure some stuff out, but you know, I'm, I'm your guess is good as mine. Yeah, that my my concern for Carolina simply is winning up front. That's really what it is. That's yeah. where you know Notre Dame might not have a, a quality quarterback. They might not have um, an offense that can necessarily move the ball, and they have a, they've had a disappointing start. But the concern would be up front on both sides of the ball, as we saw uh, the last time these two teams met. Now, you know, Carolina, 
I know one thing that's going to happen. Whatever happens with Carolina, it's it's going to be an adventure. I mean, that's pretty much what it's been all season long. We actually talked to Mac Brown about this earlier in the week. You know, he always talks about how hard it is to win, and he's trying to get through to the players that winning is difficult. Well, as I joked with him at the start of the conversation on Tuesday, it was like, well, I mean, do you have to keep giving that lesson considering what happened at App and then what happened at Georgia State? I mean, if the light bulb hasn't gone on that winning is hard, what's going to happen? But this is, as he pointed out, this is something that's happening all over college football for a variety of different reasons. Teams are older and everything else. Yeah. Um, it's going to be so either way, it's going to be an adventure for the Tar Heels. I do like the Tar Heels in this game against the Irish. I think I think they're still figuring things out under Marcus Freeman, the new head coach for uh, for Notre Dame. Um, they're dealing with a little bit of a different pressure to win on the road than Carolina is at home hosting. So I do like I do like the Tar Heels in this one. Although you never know, you see programs like that that take a bad L, right? And then they come mm-hmm. back and they're like, well, it can't get any worse. And then they yeah. end up coming out just playing a little bit freer because it's like people, you know, maybe they're actually, they're probably not a real underdog. I don't know what the, what the line is. I'm sure Notre Dame's still the favorite, right? Uh, they're just a slight favorite, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they can't even necessarily play that role, but I'm sure Marcus Freeman can play it up of like, no one expects y'all to win anyway. You already lost to Marshall, like, Whatever, just go out there and play loose. And like, who knows? He tried that against you. Ohio State, didn't work. Well, it almost did. That's the thing. They yeah, I guess it almost that did. Game. Like, I can't yeah. forget that either. That's the thing. I, like, that defense yeah. played so well against a really expensive offense. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. So, uh, looking ahead to the Champions Classic uh, between Duke and Kansas, John Shire, you know, his first. Um, his first go out as, as head coach of the of the Blue Devils. You know, you got Bill Self coming off a national championship. Is that really who they opened the season with? No. I mean, I don't know. No. <laughs> It'd be, I mean, it's conceivable. So. No, I know, I know. And they're playing it on an aircraft carrier. I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. Oh, God. Um, no, no, no. We got we got a we got a basketball game between uh, a, a basketball football game between Duke and Kansas. Both teams are four and zero of all things. I know. We, last week we joked about game day showing up to uh, to I Kansas wasn't for this No, I know you weren't. I know you weren't. It I would be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun. I'm not, honestly, I'm still trying to figure this Duke team out. Um, I'm hoping that the start to the season isn't one of these kind of like smoke and mirrors things, but that the one thing they've been at least consistent at, they seem to have a quarterback in Riley Leonard, yeah. and they're going to come out hot. I mean, like yes. they're going to get out to a fast start. My concern for Duke, and we almost saw this against Northwestern, is you know, as you're building back up under Mike Elko, and what we have traditionally seen issues with with Duke is attrition over the course of the season, right? Um, Lack of depth, lack of size. How does that eventually catch up to you? But if Riley Leonard's going to go out there and, you know, give you 21 nothing to start, I'm I'm probably liking Duke's chances in the grand scheme. Yeah, I mean, this this to me is just like Carolina's game in the sense that it's kind of a who are you really – who you're going to be throughout the rest of the year. And I think we're going to mm-hmm. find out a lot about Duke. I don't even remember the last time Duke was 5-0. and I feel like after four is usually when they start to fall off. A little yeah, it's typically what happens, yes. So for me, it, this I, I know it's Kansas, but Kansas is undefeated too. Yes, and they played well. So like mm-hmm. to me, I just want to see I, – I'll be really impressed with Duke and I'll be a lot more bought in, at least of what they could potentially do. And certainly that they could get to a bowl game, obviously if they're able to somehow win this game or at least play well enough to be in it. If they get blown out, I'm going to be a little concerned. You got State and UConn Saturday night. This is the tune-up game for Clemson the following week. Clemson's going to be in Winston-Salem taking on Wake Forest, which 
hey, this is back-to-back weeks with Atlantic implications. Um, and, and, and Wake Forest is coming off a scare against Liberty. I still think that I, I still think that Wake is good enough offensively to keep things interesting with Clemson and and Clemson has been has been just as unimpressive offensively as State has been that Wake's defense might actually have a fighting chance against still, the Tigers this year. Yeah, you're right. They're still better than last year's offense already, yeah. which is a good sign for them because last year it was a big time struggle. And they're not perfect, but they've definitely improved from last year's start. Um my I never feel like this is a very good matchup for Wake. That's my only concern. Like their defense is so good and so well coached that mm-hmm. I feel like, and they're so athletic, and you know, I just feel like they're not going to have as much trouble with that mesh as a lot of other teams might. They've certainly seen it plenty of times. They know you got them last. They got them last year. So yeah. So I mean, like I just. I just feel like it's always it's not always the best matchup for them. Now the question is like, can Clemson do enough offensively? Do they self sabotage? Do they keep Wake in the game? And then what happens, right? But I mean, I just feel like it's not. I, I dread this matchup for Wake every year because I feel like people will often use it to delegitimize them, and I don't think mm-hmm. that's entirely fair because hey, most of the teams in the ACC ain't Clemson either in terms that's of the true. talent that they have. Like yeah, and that's and that's where you know to to close it on NC State. It's you're not you're not going to learn anything new in the UConn game. Um, to me, just get out of that game as healthy as you possibly can. We talked about this after their win at Texas Tech and and, and NC State's offense being kind of what it is. I think they have the answer. I think I think we understand what the running backs are capable of. There's some questions of whether or not the backfield was going to be able to step up. I think we have the answer to that. I think they've got talent there. They've got explosion there. I think that's answered itself. It's the wide receiver position. Yeah. That I I think has I think this is kind of what it is, and you have the fingers crossed that somebody's just going to have one game where it all comes together, and it just so happens to be against Clemson in Death Valley, uh, the following week. Yeah, I mean we could see that happening. I certainly would at least hope for state's sake that they are able to. I think we will see them play a lot freer in that game. I think we'll see mm. them pull a lot more tricks out. I hope so. We saw a few tricks last week, which was cool. We did. We um, did. I think that they will be more aggressive a little bit within Dave's comfort level, right? Like yeah. they're not going to go crazy or anything, but I think that we'll see them take more chances. You have to to beat a team like that. And so I think that that'll be, that'll be what I'm kind of looking to see. Are they going to go for it next week or are they going to kind of still sit back and just be very, very careful? Because I think if they do that, that just gives Clemson a chance to stay in the game and gain confidence over the course of it. You got to be aggressive. You got to make them doubt themselves early, or else it's. I don't think that you have as good a chance. I hope you like punts. I know you love punts. I think that's what you're going to get between State and Clemson. Yeah. All the punts. Let's get wrap it up for this edition of the ACC Panic Room. We'll see you this weekend talking about what happened on Saturday night. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.